shaping the future of the design industry. I'm inviting you all to join me in connecting with the effects of good, well thought of design. So let's begin. I'm pretty sure many of us are familiar with the concept of green architecture as I'd say that it is sort of the new normal these days in the practice. But today we are going to hear it from the perspective of a fairly young Indonesian architect, Delusion, that is an architecture and design studio founded in 2013 and has always aimed to provide breakthroughs in Indonesian design landscape. Delusion always accommodates the needs and limitations of each client with a vision to becoming a pioneer and a prime mover of the advancements in the architecture and design world. Delusion believes that architectural intervention is not only about the aesthetics, but it should also be solving many different problems. And this approach has won them multiple awards, national and international ones, in the small house category, office design, and green architecture. Today, we will be chatting with Indira, a senior architect and a design representative at Delusion, about their approach to green architecture and about one of their projects that won the Architecture Master Prize Award in 2019. So thank you, Indira, for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Hmm. So, how would you say Delusion different from other firms? Is there a differentiating factor between Delusion projects and the others? Um, uh, I would say that Delusion is actually an architecture firm under the Delusion company, which the Delusion company itself is an enterprise. So uh, it holds three other companies that technically these three companies are uh, Delusion sister companies and uh, they are related to each other. So uh, for example, uh, the Delusion Belt as uh, the constructor company, we have uh, Onel as the furnishing retail company. And then uh, we have, uh, we also have the Delusion Land as the property developer company. So I would say that having three other sisters company that are related to one another, uh, Mixed Delusion provides more options to the customers. So it has become like a one-stop solutions for the customer's project. Uh, even though I need to emphasize that we are also being open to uh, the customer if they want to choose other options for their building yeah. solution. Then working with our sister companies after the design processes have done. So uh, I think that what makes Delusion becomes different from other uh, architecture firms uh, as in the company profile perspective. Uh, while from the design, uh, as the working culture, we are always implementing four elements of the work culture. Uh, the, first, uh, the first is doing research before starting a project. So it includes observing the branding identity of the client and uh, like putting the uh, green architecture approach to the design. And then we are sticking with the idealism. And if we combine these two elements and implement it to start the design. It could be by observing the client's behavior and character values, exploring the culture environment, building functions, etc. And then 
the third is uh, in doing team management in dilution we're breaking down the team focusing on the individual strength to maximize the the working the working process in either architectural planning interior designing detailing engineering etc and then uh, for the last one is fitting to the client's budget so uh, this is important for us these four elements of doing design so you said that first you do some research and then evaluate if you can incorporate green architecture into the project. Um, I think it is very interesting that having green architecture element is up there on your top priority. Um, so actually when talking about green architecture, what are the things that you focus on first or which issues do you usually tackle first? Um, the first aspect that we are usually focusing on uh, is, I think, site visit and observations because it is important because this site location uh, potentially potentially speaks a lot about how close we are to approach the green architecture, such as how strategic the location is with other places so that it requires uh, less engine transportation to get to those places so it will minimize the amount of carbon footprints of the user thus we might recommend the client a design of a reachable space to put a bike on or other less footprints transportation to put on so and then uh, we definitely we will observe uh, the the wind direction of the site so we know which part needs more treatment and which part there is potential to be explored. And the next thing is to check if there are other issues of the site, uh, such as uh, is it located at a flood prone area or is it located at a dry land area? And how is the water quality? How is the drainage system quality of the site? And how is the waste system of the site area? And also we are not forgetting to check if there are some potential natural elements uh, on the site, such as uh, is there any existing trees or greeneries that we want to keep? And uh, is there any water source system that we want to uh, use in that site? So right. I think that's how we start. Right. So you make an inventory of potentials, then you sort of see which ones are your priorities. Um, but you mentioned also that you observe the site location and then see if it, can, it, if it can require less engine transportation to get to places. So you do take into account the user behavior after you make the building, right? So in a way, you as an architect, are also educating the client on how to live a greener lifestyle in hopes to changing their behavior, of course. Um, I think a lot of people overlook this, um, yet it is super duper important actually because only this way the result will be continuous, right? Um, because they will keep doing it for a long time. So any advice on how you encourage this behavior change on the client? Um... As a part of the design, we'll get to know the site and then we will get to know the clients. So just like how people come to the doctor or experts in many other fields, right? People here, uh, people here hire an architect to seek for 
recommendations. And we are quite lucky that most of our clients came to us with that understanding, even though, of course, as a client, they, they brought their own requirements and issues that need to be answered. Uh, hence, and as an architect, we also need to have the understanding that architectural project is not an architect, an architect's project. So therefore, even uh, in giving recommendation, we need to collaborate with other uh, other party and in this case one of the most important uh, party is the client themselves so before mm -hmm. we start to give any recommendation we will first have a discussion with the client yeah for example the owner of one of our projects it's uh it's flow house uh mm -hmm. the owner are a couple who have full-time job and spend most of the most of their time in the office so uh, therefore they need a house for them that should be a place where they can get closer to interact more with each other and their family so the existence of the void if, if you have checked the project uh, there is a pretty pretty, pretty much a huge void uh, that is playing a role not only as uh, not only to accommodate the natural light and airflow to come through to the to the building but also as uh, it worked as an uh, interactive open space where the occupants might interact and connect with each other easily and mm -hmm. another example of our project is the gold car party office uh, the brief was to create a design where people are no longer feel intimidated to visit a, a party office and how they want to change the function of the first floor of the building into a public space. But instead of just replacing the function of the first floor, we develop the whole building and the landscape area as a new green open space in Jakarta. So we covered the building with the greenery so that it might become a productive architectural element that release oxygen to the air. Also, the change of the landscape uh, we can see now that it has become a green open space that it has invited people from different ages and backgrounds to come through to the office area. So uh, that's that's some of our our work, our approach to our works that has um, encouraged people to to uh, react to react and to react differently to the design when it has. Uh, when it has been built yeah so there are sort of like psychological cues or triggers to a change in behavior mm, out of uh, the green architectural elements you mentioned before um, which one would you say is the easiest to implement well, yes. <laughs> i think i would prefer say it as the most fun part yeah <laughs> I think I would prefer to say it as the most fun part, which is replace, uh, we, we just placing, placing the plans to the design. Even though I, I think we are, uh, we are all agree that green architecture is more than just about <laughs> placing greeneries to the design. But the existence of the greens uh, psychologically makes the user feel closer to the nature, which by research say that it will increase the awareness of a person to care more of the planet Earth because they live side by side with it. Yeah, like we said before, right, it's um, psychological cues. Yeah. 
um, and in your projects, you always seem to always diagram out airflow, light circulation, wind and temperature. Um, do you mind elaborating more on these? Um, as one of the green architecture mission is to curtail the harm done to the environment through the emission pollution waste of its components. So, um, I guess designing architectural project with better natural light and airflow circulation also um, maintaining uh, the good building temperature have become some of our approaches in order to minimize the carbon footprints from our projects. So uh, we can minimize the daily use of the artificial light, the air conditioning system or anything similar to that. Uh, that is not being considered as eco-friendly. Um, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, for the green placement, as I've mentioned before, it is to put the natural elements closer to the user. Also for many projects, it is being put as a building treatment that minimizes the impact of the site issues, um, such as blocking the noises or becoming a shade that protects the interior from getting too much sunlight in the bright afternoon. And yeah, I think I think that's uh, some of our approaches that we can we can do uh, the very least that we can do to uh, approach the green architecture uh, concept. So after all this, how do you communicate these things with the client? Because I think after the building is complete then it almost becomes um, the client's responsibility to hopefully follow through with the architect's intent. So how do you make sure of this? Oh, uh, I think before we make sure that the occupants are doing the practice of minimizing carbon footprints, uh, we will first make sure that the design work. That's how, uh, that's why we do the research on the first place before we design, right? So uh, that our design exploration will be able to answer the problems, including the environmental issues right on the, right on the targets. So then uh, on the construction process, uh, we supervise, we also supervise the projects regularly, uh, also to make sure that the design works well in real life. And usually we supervise in a different time, so we we will know how the design reacts to the environmental changes, such as how it works in the morning, how it works in the afternoon and the evening, or uh, and how how will it react to uh, the weather when it's dry or like when the uh, when when the rainy days come, and will it have will it have enough natural light that come through the to the building in the afternoon or will it be cool enough in the dry season because if the design works well uh, I think uh, why would the occupants needs to turn on the lights on uh, on the afternoon when it has already had enough natural light that comes through into the building or why would they need to turn on the air conditioning system often if the building is cool enough on the dry season so we we will make sure that first and we will make sure that everything's good first and then we will leave the building to the occupants with the confidence that the possibility of them using too much of those air, 
artificial natural elements such as air conditioning system and artificial light uh, when it considered not necessary is really small so we work on the design first uh, that's how we make sure that clients or the occupants will will adapt to the new behavior sweet so let's talk about Flickhouse. Um, can you tell us more about it and how it managed to win the Architecture Master Prize Award in th- 2019, Under Green Architecture category, and also Arch Daily's 20 Most Bookmarked Project that same year? Um, yeah, what were the winning factors if you had to pinpoint some and the story behind it? Uh, Flickhouse is a project that we designed around 2017 which uh, we implement several green architectural approach for both interior and exterior part of the house. As in the programming concept, I would say the flick house has four gardens. So they ha- uh, it has like main garden, private garden, floating garden, and inner garden that are connected to the spaces inside the house. Uh, if I break it down, the main garden, for example, it is directly adjacent to the communal area, such as living room, dining room, and pantry. And it's separated only by a large sliding door that can be open and closed easily. And then the existence of this large sliding door has made it easier for the air to flow into the spaces on the first floor, especially. While the transparent design of this sliding door has led the natural light to enter the building easily, especially into the communal area. While the private garden is connected privately to the master bedroom with a similar approach. And inside the building itself, there are two inner gardens that are being put without any barriers at the communal and the surface area. Those two inner gardens are also connected vertically to the second floor and has created a green point spaces that accommodate the passive cooling system of the house as it uh, it is releasing the heat of the space and creating a better temperature inside the room. Mm-hmm. And on the second floor, we provided a floating garden that is also connected to another communal area in uh, on the second floor. And as the main garden on the first floor, it is also separated only by a large and transparent sliding door to accommodate a better airflow and uh, natural lights quality into the house. And another approach to support the passive cooling system in this design, we also uh, provided two fish ponds on the main garden and private one. As for the layout, we provided an open layout design especially for the communal spaces it's actually an approach that we decided to do uh, not only considering the habits of the family they love together and have warm atmosphere in the house so that it allows the family to interact to one another easily without any obstructions but other than that it also helped the airflow and natural light to circulate easily so it may allow the low energy consumptions and reduce the carbon footprints of the house. And then the garden functions, other than to create better value in the green architectural design, the amount of the gardens and the flick house we uh, were provided, considering to the 
uh, clients hobby. The clients love to gardening and uh, they love to be, they love to live side by side with the natural elements and mm. it is to recall their childhood memories from their hometown uh, in central Java. And other than that, having a quite big scale of a house, the client also requested us to make the house less intimidating for the people or the guests. So we also use bricks as a material, uh, as the main material of this house, as it is has uh, it has a humble and warm philosophy. And yeah. it also strengthens the natural elements uh, that that are more uh, most used in the central Japan's vernacular architecture, right? So now that the house has accommodated the needs of the user and answering the issues of the user and the environment, the client stated that they feel more comfortable of spending time at home, and uh, they don't they don't feel like going out if not necessary, even. Mm-hmm. They can harvest uh, the edible pr- uh, the edible plants for the kitchen's needs at their own garden. So, uh, as for the design, it has considered to have a good impact for minimizing the carbon footprints to the environment uh, because uh, it has impacted to the client's behavior uh, that they that. Uh, after after they live in the building, they love to they love to spend time at home most of the time. Nice, that is a very thorough story and certainly one that we can all learn from. So clearly, green architecture is on top of your priority, right? Um, has it always been like that since the studio started? And if it were, what made you have this mindset? Um, since the first time we started the studio, we have been we have been believing that being an architect means that our contribution will affect not only to our clients, but also to many other aspects, including the environment. So we decided to become more responsible to our designs. And one of the approaches is by practicing the green architecture design in our projects as it will give impacts, hopefully, in the long term. Because if we are able to give impacts, I think I think we will uh, I think we're all agree that we want to give the good one, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, we we've been practicing it since the first time we started the studio. So you found that in order to make great impact, it is crucial to implement green architecture. Is that why? Uh, yeah, it's one of uh, it's one of our efforts to give a good impact, not just to our clients, not just to ourselves, but also to our environment for sure. That's awesome. We always love learning from architects who are very holistic in their approach to design. So. Thank you so much for this inspiration. We really appreciate your time, Indira. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please connect with us on our website and social media. Our Instagram is the design story with two Y's because one Y was already taken. But in all seriousness, we would really love to hear from you. So. Shoot us feedback, questions, and share with your friends. 
If this is your first time on Story of Design, welcome to the community. Subscribe and leave a review if this motivates you in some ways. Take care and stay inspired!